Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JC with Podcast. This is uh, episode number 183, dedicated to a man who, on March 22nd, 1958, was named the 1958 NCAA Tournament Most Outstanding Player, Mr. Elgin Baylor, when he averaged 27 points and 18 rebounds in five tournament games. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we talk a little bit about a team from Tulsa, Oklahoma, that is shocking all their opponents. Once again, the NCAA was backed into a corner, and there's a fan out there that slid into EJ Liddell's DMs and said some things that I think they wish they could take back. But first, the Jay Stevens Podcast is now a part of the Off the Ball Network. The Off the Ball Network is a network of podcasters and writers that cover everything from basketball, football, baseball, and even some hockey to give you all the coverage that you are looking for. A couple voices, gentlemen, that are part of that network that you have heard here a few times. Mr. Chris LeBron, he is the head man of the operation. And then Mr. Jeff Hunt, he is a part of that leadership team as well. The podcast and myself are happy to be a part of the Off the Ball Network. Going into this NCAA tournament, I am sure the excitement from you was probably like the excitement from me that you were just excited to have an NCAA tournament this year. Coming after the year that we had last year, where there was no tournament, the conference tournaments were, many of them were canceled in the middle of them. They were halted. Some didn't even happen last year. And we're sitting here wondering, are we going to complete the conference tournament? I believe we would. Would we compete the NCAA tournament? I believe we will. And then once the tournament got tipped off that Thursday, they believe it was Mackey Arena in West Lafayette, the home of the Purdue Bullermakers, and then Bloomington, Indiana, Simon Scott Assembly Hall, the home of the Indiana Hoosiers. Once that thing got tipped off, we were able to see, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of good basketball, a lot of competitive basketball, I believe at least one overtime game in that first four day of games. And man, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, more good games, a lot of upsets. And this is what the tournament is here for. Upset city, upset alert, whatever phrase you want to utilize or call it, it was here. It was in full effect. And I love every second of it. Saturday evening in one of the late games that day, Abilene, Abilene Christian, not Abilene, Texas. They beat Texas. Abilene Christian pulled off the upset, beating the Texas Longhorns. You also had UCLA not only winning their first four game, beating Michigan State in overtime, but UCLA, the 11th seed, did come out and beat the BYU Cougars their first, their first game as well. You got the Syracuse Orangemen, the 11th seed. Not only beating San Diego State, but also beating West Virginia. And they move on to the Sweet 16 to face Houston. You have a team in Oklahoma State, which many people thought Cade Cunningham would be able to push on and move forward. Not happening. Not this year. I believe it is Oregon State who has moved on. Another double-digit seed, a 12 seed, has moved on to, to play in the Sweet 16. Ola Chicago. Let's just stop and talk about the Ramblers. Yes, I know. Sister Jean gets a lot of attention, but we need to talk about more of what Porter Moser has put together that put together there at Loyola Chicago. That machine that he has, Cam Cartwig and those guys there. Cam Cartwig in the high post. My goodness, that's a thing of beauty. My gosh, 
I was not expecting that at all. I've, I've seen them play basketball numerous times, but to see Cam Crutwood so comfortable orchestrating and maneuvering around the offense, hey, baby, that's what this tournament, that's what watching basketball games this time of year is all about. You got the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles, those pesky Golden Eagles. Yes, sir. They not only upset the Ohio State Buckeyes, but they also upset the Florida Gators. The number 15 seed in the South region will move on. It has moved on to play in the Sweet 16. And then last but not least, the last game I will talk about here, North Texas beat those pesky Purdue Boilermakers. I love watching Travion Williams play basketball. He is a man down low in the post. That little shimmy shake that he has with the right or left hook, that's next level. That's big time. That's pro-level stuff. But, the, but North Texas, no, 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 no. That was not going to stop them going to overtime. Ha, yeah, North Texas did what was needed to move on. And I surely hope you guys are locked in, tuned in, ready to go to watch all the basketball. More games today. Sweet 16 starts on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Elite Eight, Monday, Tuesday. Different schedule for games. But I love it. This is fun. This is basketball at its finest in college basketball. Oh, those of you that are college basketball junkies, the CBI starts, College Basketball Invitational starts today. More basketball than just what's there in the NCAA tournament. Some mid-majors, some high-level games. Watch it. Enjoy it. You're not sure if we're going to have it next year, but I'm going to enjoy every second of this year because I do believe, I do believe this is a tournament we'll be talking about for quite a long time. Let's go ahead and take a trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not the site of where these games are being played, but the location of where Oral Roberts is because Oral Roberts, they have not just shocked one of their opponents. They shock too. Going into the NCAA tournament, there are names out there, players, that I'm sure you've heard about and you expected them to play very, very well. To lift their team to play better than they had all year long so that their team could go on a deep tournament run. Names such as Jalen Suggs, Corey Kispert, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Ayo Desumu, Hunter Dickinson, Luca Garza, just to name a few. A few players that I'm sure you heard that name or you heard some of those names. You're like, yeah, I remember that. I watched him play. He killed that game. I remember that. He dunked on X, Y, and Z. But then there are names like Max Acemas, Kevin O'Banner. I call them the law firm of Acemas and O'Banner because they're determined to weld their team, to push their team, to win every contest. And as of right now, they have not been stopped in this year's tournament. First game for these two guys, their stats or their points production, 59 points combined from these two players. The next game that these two gentlemen played, it was a game against the Florida Gators. 54 points combined, a combined 113 points combined in two games in this year's tournament. This is what, to me, the tournament is all about. Those players that you haven't heard about, you don't know anything about. All you know of, ooh, he can score. Ooh, he is good. Ooh, the top scoring duo in the country. Ooh, they can't be stopped. These are all the things you, that you probably heard about after the bracket was put together. And only if your team played Oral Roberts. So if you're a fan of Ohio State basketball or a fan of Florida Gator basketball, you may have heard some things about these two players. But a lot of people, they probably had not even heard that. Leading up into the very first time Oral Roberts played basketball in the tournament. 
when Oral Roberts played Ohio State. The game, I believe, was at Mackey Arena, a place that Ohio State goes to very often, playing in the Big Ten, and a place that they don't have much success at. It's one of those places, Purdue, Boilermakers, Matt Painter, pesky. They're good. They play tough. They're gritty. They play smart basketball. And Ohio State, just like other teams in the Big Ten, they struggle to win in West Lafayette. Well, Oral Roberts doesn't really care about where they're playing, who they're playing, the caliber opponent they're playing. Doesn't matter. All they're here to do is win. All they're here to do is stay in Indianapolis, to stay in Indiana a whole lot longer than they had expected, or a whole lot longer than maybe some of their fans or parents expected them to stay because they're not trying to go home. They got a trophy to win. They have a trophy to win. And when you have the leading scorer in the country, that one coach in Chris Holtman, before his team played and lost to Oral Roberts, Chris Holtman made a comment saying, Max Acemas is a future pro. Have you watched him play basketball? Have you seen how he moves up and down the court? Have you seen how he has in the gym range? Ha, huh, logo? Ha, huh, that's easy. Ha, huh, that's nothing. He does it consistently. He does it over and over and over again. And I'm sitting here watching. I'm thinking, okay, cool. He can score. Can y'all stop him? Can y'all maneuver him? Can, can y'all find a way to shut him down? Can y'all find a way to not let him be th so lethal? <laughs> not at all. A three-point win over the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Oral Roberts Golden Eagles also another three-point win over the Florida Gators uh, just yesterday, just on Sunday. And we're watching and we're witnessing the phenomenon, the ability that the law firm of Ace and O'Banner does or has when they're playing the basketball at a high level. One key note, when I was looking over some numbers here with these guys and these players, of course, I, wa I watched the Ohio State game, the Florida Gators game. I saw a little pieces of it, not the entirety of the game from start to finish. But in game number one against Ohio State, Max Ace Kevin O'Banner didn't come out the game and the game went into overtime. 45 minutes apiece for both guys. Aces and O'Banner in the second game against Florida, against the Florida Gators. 40 minutes apiece. Game did not go into overtime. Did not come off the court. So you mean to tell me these guys have played 85 minutes in two days, one day off, two, uh, two games in three days, one day off, and they're performing like this, 59 points combined in one game, 54 points combined in the second game. Oh, O'Banner, he's also had a double-double in both games. Against the Florida Gators, these numbers are right in front of me, 28 and 11 on 9 of 16 shooting. Ace miss, field goal percentage, six. I mean, field goals, 6 of 14, 2 of 7 from downtown, a banner, 4 of 7 from downtown. And the one thing that I like about this Oral Roberts basketball team, they're good at making their free throws. In a time where we see over and over and over and over and over again, probably some games we'll watch today, probably some games we'll watch on the weekend, you will see teams in crunch time, teams when the, the temperature rises, some teams when things aren't going very, very well, they go to the charity strike. They got the routine down. Doesn't matter if they dribble it 5,000 times, they dribble it once or not at all. They got their routine down. Spin the ball around their hands. Rise up for the shot. Break. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Two-shot foul. So I missed the first, so let me, let me go back and get my routine down, get my mentals right, get my mind right. Let me make sure I can do everything properly like I need to. All right, get, get, my, get my routine down. Rise up again. Break. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. What's the problem? 
you're not good. At, you're not good at free throws, or you're good at free throws, and the pressure is too much. Too much for you. These two guys, Max Aspis and Kevin O'Banner, doesn't seem like the stage is too big for them at all. Of course, when you're a guy, when you're a hooper, when you can step on any court and put the ball in the basket, this is what this tournament is made for. And Max Aspis, Kevin O'Banner, that is what they are good at. That's what they do very, very well. Put the ball in the basket. And at first glance, when I first saw this game, when I first saw that Ohio State was going to be out, not just covering the team for the Locked On Podcast Network, but also for my bracket because this is one of the two Elite Eight teams that I have out of uh, the Illinois Fighting Illini. I can spend all day talking about them losing to the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, Loyola Ramblers because oh, that was a clinic. Those Ramblers are good, man. Those Ramblers are really, really good. And Oregon State, I sure hope, they, I sure hope they're ready. Because that guy, Cam Crutwig, that coach, Porter Moser, they are working in their lab, putting something together to stop and to slow down and to combat the attack of the Oregon State Beavers so that Loyola can move on another to play in the Elite Eight, just like Oral Roberts is trying to do right now. When I saw that Ohio State was out, that my first Elite Eight team was no longer in the tournament, that I lost that team, well, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, uh, let's just enjoy the basketball. Yeah, I recorded a show um, on Sunday evening for Locked on Buckeyes. And, well, I recorded it. Emotion came out. And we're back to just covering the team and just going football, basketball, football, basketball. But with this tournament, man, the team's out. I can sit back, relax, chill, get my drink, get me a snack. I have a popcorn ready during Sunday's games. Because I definitely needed it because those games were fun to watch. Illinois is out. One Final Four team is gone. One championship game opponent is gone. That means nothing. We can sit. It does mean a lot for my bracket. I'm still currently, I believe, in fifth place. A tie for fifth in the bracket challenge here for the podcast. I'm still somewhat in in a good spot, a good space here. But all I know I'm going to do is the next time Old Roberts is playing basketball, I'm going to be in my place, tapped in, tuned in, ready to go because the law firm of Aismas and O'Banner, their determination, I wonder, I surely wonder if the Arkansas Razorbacks are ready for what's about to come their way. I'm not sure if you guys can tell, but I'm using a different microphone today. This is a microphone that allows me to monitor my volume wearing headphones while I am recording. It is a microphone that is something that I have been eyeballing for quite a while. And I wanted to get a backup microphone. A microphone that I could travel with because my other one, it has a boom arm or a mic stand that is attached to the table. That's just extra pieces that I would take with me traveling. One that just comes with the mic and the stand attached to each other. This is more my speed for traveling around from one place to another. I like this. I love the sound. I love the clarity. I hope you guys can tell a difference and an improvement with the sound quality as well. But there's one thing the NCAA did not like last week. Well, two. The first thing that I hit record earlier, there was one thing. But there was two. Hashtag not NCAA property. And then also, when the women at the NCAA Women's Tournament, when they put the NCAA on front street and exposed the lack of equipment there in the workout area for the women while they're practicing, when they're preparing, when they're working out in between games. Was it right? I won't go for either one of them. 
I won't say that they should have done that, but I will say a lot of people are calling for equality. Equality. The women should have exactly what the men have. If the, if the men have 5,000 things in their gift bag, the women should, should have 5,000 things in their gift bag. If the men have a school size, a school filled with workout area, workout equipment, so every team can work out at one time, then the women deserve the same exact thing. That's where things get a little tricky. I'm not going to say I know the details. I know the income. I know what the NCAA makes, what the budget was for the men's or women's tournaments. I will not say that I know exactly what the sponsorships amount were, were for the NCAA women's tournament or NC2A men's tournament. I'm not going to say that. I do understand there's going to be a large discrepancy between what men's sponsors pay and what women's sponsors pay. That's just natural. That's just the way things are. Unfortunate. Well, not um, just the way the cookie crumbles. The women do not make as much money as the men. How many of you plan on watching the women's tournament? The women's tournament started just yesterday. How many of you watched the women's NCAA tournament? Probably not many of you. It was on the same time as the men, and the men's tournament was so much fun to watch that I doubt many of you listening right now spent time watching or flipping back and forth between channels on the ESPN family of networks watching women's tournament games. It's not a knock on you, not a knock on the tournament. Just we are many people prefer to watch men play over the women. That's it. At the same time, the NCAA should have done a lot better. Not saying keep it equal as far as what the men have, that's what the women have. I'm not going that far. But I will say the NCAA should have done better and given the women more equipment to start the tournament. When there are more teams there, you should have more equipment there to accommodate the more teams that are there in the tournament. The one interesting thing that the NCAA did come out and say there was two. The first thing that they came out and said was there's not enough space, which I don't know how much I buy that. I'm not going to say I'm on the on that side or not on that side. I don't know. I'm not inside the NCAA. Just looked like the first picture that was shown in the video, that was not really what the workout area was or where it was. It was just on the other side of the court. So the NCAA got exposed for an area that was not even intended or not was not the workout area to begin with. But one thing I will say is the NCAA planned to have more workout area or have the workout equipment for less teams during the Sweet 16. Said, oh, we're going to have this amount of equipment now, and then we're going to have this amount of equipment for the Sweet 16 when there are less teams, not realizing you have 64 teams in your tournament. You need your, you should probably have a lot of room, a lot of space, and a lot more equipment to accommodate a lot more players, a lot more teams at the start of your tournament. I won't go the monetary side of the money side. Many people say the equality. That's a, that's a path that I don't think is, is a proper channel to uh, discuss right now. But the NCAA needed to have more equipment for them. It just seemed like there wasn't enough. Just from my naked eye, I've even seen the video where Holly Rowe went around and explained the, the upgrades that the NCAA did very, very quickly. I saw Dick Sporting Goods. They did some stuff. I think I believe even uh, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife, I even think on Instagram, she was talking about, hey, what can we do to help you guys get more equipment there in your workout area? I believe that's there. I saw something from her Instagram page. Great. Good thing there. A lot of people helped out very, very quickly, and the NCAA did do some quick upgrades overnight good for them 
But then also, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It was on Twitter, hashtag not NCAA property. I saw Isaiah Livers of the Michigan Wolverines, who is injured right now, but he did come out wearing a hashtag not NCAA property t-shirt prior to the, the Wolverines' first tournament game. It was all over Twitter. There, was a, there were a few people that had, that had a quote or had a statement that they had a screenshot of and put that there on their Twitter page. And the only words or caption to the picture were hashtag not NCAA property. It's all surrounding the name, image, and likeness thing that the NCAA keeps messing up. I am not a person that's going to say, ooh, players need to get paid money directly into their pocket for their for playing the game. I, I'm not on that track. I'm not on that at all. Because if you say, oh, you're, you're, you're the NCAA makes billions and makes so much money off of these athletes, well, then go down to high school. Go down to AAU because the local state High school athletic associations, they make a lot of money off of these youngsters. So if you're saying that somebody that is making money off of an individual, the organization that's making that money needs to play that person or that individual a whole lot more money, then you're going to be saying a lot of people in America, a lot of people in America deserve to make a lot more money. Athletes in general, let's just stick with, let's just stick with sports. You're saying the AAU needs to get paid a lot more money. Little League Baseball needs to get paid. The youngsters, 9, 10, 11 years old, need to make money. Travel Baseball, these youngsters need to make money. You're saying that there are so many people out there that need to make money simply because the organization that they're playing under is making millions or billions of dollars off of them, and you're not getting very much at all. I personally see value in a free education. Yes, I know the NCAA makes makes a lot of money off of those athletes as well. I, these athletes are getting a monthly cost of attendance stipends. They get free stuff all the time. I know a lot of people are saying the players and the food that they're getting, they're not getting adequate food. Okay, wait until you see the pictures of what is there in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament for men and women as far as food as the tournament goes on. Go back to the NBA bubble. When the NBA bubble first started, you saw players complaining about the food. A couple weeks later, they're sitting around a table as a team eating nice, well-cooked, high-quality food. Yes, I know initially things aren't going that well, but as teams start filtering out the food quality, unfortunately, it's not going to be that way the entire time, but the food quality does go up. But the NCAA is sitting here back here and wondering, man, did we really mess up again? Name, image, and likeness. And one athlete put on Twitter, I'm going to wrap up this segment here in a second. They put on Twitter that you got a, um, um, let me think here. You got a, um, somebody in academics. You got a tutor. You got a tutor that can make money. You have somebody that's, that plays an instrument or that sings. They can make money off of just being a human being, but athletes cannot because the NCAA says no. I also saw in a calling or, or athletes calling and saying, we call for name, image, and likeness ruling to go into effect on July 1st of this year. I actually do believe, and I've read, that there's already plans to have that go into effect in August. So they're not calling for immediate action, immediate changing of the rule. They're simply calling for the ruling to happen a lot quicker than what the NCAA already wants. I don't believe it's right that you have athletes, not just high-end athletes, top-end athletes, the top 1%, those that can be professionals in their sport at the end of their playing days in college. But I, do, I don't like that. You have YouTubers. There was an athlete that said, no, I would rather be a YouTuber than play sports in college because I can make money off of being a YouTuber. Those are things that the NCAA says no because you're under our umbrella. Yes, the NCAA says we're going to lose this battle 
We want to hold on to this as long as we can. But I think the timing of this was thought out, was well-planned, and was something that had been in the works for quite a long time. It's just unfortunate. The NCAA got back into the corner, not just for one situation, the NCAA women's workout area and facility, but also because the name, image, and likeness ruling or lack thereof isn't, company, isn't coming as quickly as these athletes would like for it to. It's coming. When? Sometime this year. Will it come when the NCAA wants it to happen at the time that they plan for it to go into effect? Or will it happen when the players push for it to happen sooner? We would just have to wait and see. But I do think name, image, and likeness, it's coming. The players are going to be happy, being able to make money off of just being themselves and then also <laughs> kudos to the ncaa yes i understand they did not get it right initially but they did quickly right their wrong and fix things and allow the women to have more workout equipment so that they can properly prepare their bodies for the upcoming game speaking of a game not an upcoming game but a game that was the first one and only one for the ohio state buckeyes that played this past Friday afternoon around 3 o'clock Eastern time in West Lafayette, Indiana. The Ohio State Buckeyes talked about their first opponent earlier, the Old Roberts Golden Eagles, and what they did to slow down and not really allow Ohio State to be in control or be, in a, be able to slow down Old Roberts during any portion of that game. E.J. Liddell has made some mistakes in crucial moments in late game situations numerous times down the final few games of the regular season and in the final few games or the four games they played in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. But I don't think anybody expected Ohio State to lose. I, well, some people did. I don't think many people expected <clears throat> the backlash or the pushback or someone to slide into E.J. Liddell's direct messages is DMs and just say ugly, cruel things that you would not want to say to your, that I would not want to say to my worst enemy. One of those people that some people call Twitter warriors. You get there either on your phone or your computer and you're typing away and you're spitting out whatever comes to your mouth. I am not going to read what was said to him via his direct message. EJ, EJ Liddell did end up tweeting out the comments that this individual made to him. The police there in Columbus are taking action to go out, see who it was, find out who it was that did, that, that said this, these atrocious words to EJ Liddell. I don't want to say it to you because it's pretty cruel. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's, 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 people say if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. This person definitely didn't have anything nice to say. And they still said a lot, a lot that they should not have said. There are too many people out there, and I'm going to close out this show with this. There are too many people out there that feel way too comfortable spitting out words to somebody, heat of the moment, not thinking twice before before hitting send, and you say something that you can't take back. Yeah, you, yeah. Some places you can you can end up deleting messages so the person can't see it. But one thing I, I think people forget: if it's done on the internet, it's there. It's there. Can't take it away. No take backs. Like we're playing a game as a kid. No take, excuse me. No take backs now as a kid. You're playing tag. No tag backs. I mean, all those fun games that you play. I remember playing tag, man. I remember playing tag as a kid. And I was at Boy Scouts. Surprise, I was in Boy Scouts. So I was at Boy Scouts as a kid. And 
we would play games all the time. But we met, I think, on a we met once a week. It was either Wednesday or Tuesday night. Maybe it was Thursday. I forget. So long ago, I forgot what day of the week we met. But we would meet and we would play games all the time. We would have our time. We have our craft. Um, whatever we did there as Boy Scouts. Trust me, I forget. I remember. I know some of the guys that I was in Boy Scouts with, but I don't talk to them on a regular basis anymore. But I remember we would play tag. We would play all these different games, Ghost in the Graveyard. I mean, all these little kiddie games. You're outside running around, big a kid exerting and getting rid of a lot of energy. I remember as a kid, not just even at Boy Scouts, but also in recess in elementary school. Oh, you're playing tag? No tag backs. What you mean no tag backs? You're right here. You tag me. I'm, you tag me. I'm going to tag you back and then run the opposite way, almost like a hit and run so you can't get me. No tag backs. No tag backs. Well, this person here, not playing tag. This is real life. Real life situation, well, tag is real life, but you get what I'm saying. This person spit out some words, said some words to EJ Liddell, so ugly, so defiled that EJ Liddell came out and said, what did I do to deserve this? I'm human. That was a tweet, the caption of what he said after showing the screenshots of this person. Literally, it was two full pages. It looked like on an iPhone. Two full pages of this person just saying ugly, ugly Horrible, despicable things to EJ Liddell after his team lost the first game of this year's tournament. Ohio State Buckeye fans in the basketball, not many of them expected Ohio State to be good this year in basketball at all. Trust me, I've talked to some. They weren't expecting it. But what you don't expect is that if they are good for fans to react like this. Twitter Warriors, I'm not, I don't know if this is you. If this is you, if you're a person that sits behind a keyboard or at your phone and just starts saying ugly things to people, sliding into people's direct DMs and saying whatever you would not say to their face, stop. S-T-O-P, stop. There's that GIF or GIF, however you say it, where Michael Jordan is a youngster wearing a suit and it simply says this, stop it, get some help. I tweet that out all of the time. I like having fun. I'm not, I try my best not to go back and forth with people on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at jsteven07 if you want to. I don't like going back and forth with strangers. I don't. Sometimes it's okay to have a good healthy back and forth, but I don't want to get in a heated debate or a conversation about something because I know how people are. I know at some point I need to stop. I don't want to engage with a lot of people I just don't want to. I'll engage with people that are having fun. I'll engage back and forth if you're a listener. But I'm not someone that's going to go out there via your DMs or just via saying things to you that I wouldn't say to your face. That's not the kind of person that I want to be. This person, Twitter warrior, happy fingers, didn't think before hitting send. We have to. We have to think. And if you have that much hate in your heart, that you're going to spit out threats to a young man or to anybody that way, either via the phone, over the computer, or face-to-face, stop it. Get some help. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the J. Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at jstevenspod. And if you're a person that would love to send an email to me, send the email to jstevenspod at gmail. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one. Then remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are almost willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode number one, be sure to let people know about 
the podcast. This is episode 183 of the JTOS Podcast. I will see you next time. Bye.